This is gonna feel real good, alright? Most dope. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Got some spray right. on that one. <laughs> the spray. I mean, it, I don't know how it's gonna sound. Um, it's not bad doing it via Zoom with no intro. So there's like no song telling us what to do, but <laughs> regardless, uh, it's me and Dallas here. Dallas is a nice, ooh, you got the, the treehouse um, yeah, little is, goblet there, huh? The, oh yeah, I got the, uh, dude, so this is what it's happened, so right? Good. These These fine young people at uh, Treehouse Brewery, I go over and I'm like, I have four of them. And the girl rings one up and she's like, okay, $14.99. And I was like, nope like i was like that's that's too low or no you know what it was i had two of them and she's like okay 14.99 i'm like okay um it's i think they're 14.99 each or like something like that based on you know what i can see on on the shelf where mm. i grab them she's like nope just 14.99 i was like all right well i'm just gonna go grab two more i bring two more over so obviously the price should go up she's like okay 14.99 i was like not, none of what's happening is right but okay i'm just gonna take the four <laughs> and be on my way <laughs> i mean i remember getting one of those during the pandemic and like you could only you would order treehouse cases pick up by car yep and they were selling those for like four bucks a pop I'm like how am i not taking advantage of this yeah pretty much like hey like you buy all this beer for hundreds of dollars toss in a few more bucks we'll give you this yeah exactly it, which is the way it's a fair it trade. Be. like this yeah. is how like this is how they should all be enjoyed so oh, oh that's so good it, it looks so good Good in glass, but um, yeah, Dow's is drinking a treehouse. I'm not drinking as a beer, but double cloud candy, very dangerous. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot they made the double now. Yeah, so me and Dow's were on a podcast earlier today. We had a good flow going. That's when I started to drink. Um, and then Dow's <laughs> lost internet. That was around like 1, 1 p.m. <laughs> yeah, and I just got it back and now it's 9 30. So, yeah. shout, shout out Charter Spectrum, fantastic uh, customer service on a snow day, no less. I had clients calling me like, hey, can you look up property information? I'm like, I cannot. I have no can I Can you pay, pay for my hotspot? Right. Um, but yeah, this is the 189th podcast. Uh, it's January 29th, 2022. Topshelf Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Topshelf FNTSY. And soon to be TikTok. I think called? TikTok. Yeah, we're Hopefully. working on it. We'll get there. I think definitely something to work on in the off season. And then by then we should have it fully functioning, ready to go by the beginning of next year. Oh yeah. Like I would, I'd like to be in full force by the beginning of next year, one way or another. Oh, same. I'll talk to Tara. Um, She's on TikTok nonstop. She probably knows what it is. Is she? Okay. <laughs> um, let's just get right into it. I mean, we said this before on our first podcast that we lost, but big Ben retires. I think we can just move over to the Tom Brady news which right. would have been live during our podcast if we didn't lose uh, power. Yeah, but, like thank goodness it wasn't live because you would have had me just sobbing uncontrollably for the first like four oh, yeah. minutes. It, so. it would have gone to like Enya. Like we'd toss in some <laughs> Enya songs, Michelle <laughs> Goflin, we're, we're done. But yeah, I mean, Brady wraps up. I mean, theoretically, it seems like it's, it's pretty legit. There's some doubt floating around out there that he's actually going to retire. Seems to me like he just wanted to be the one to announce it however he wanted to, and it kind of leaked before he was ready it, for it to. But in any case, mm. if he hangs him up, you know, it's the the cherry on top of a fantastic career. I mean, 
he brought new England more than their fair share of wins. He brought Tampa, uh, you know, a, a win from first struggling franchise and, uh, yeah, I mean, probably the greatest athlete of, of our, at least of our generation, no doubt. And then maybe of all time. Um, I'd say, I mean, I think he's an athlete that's like, he's like Michael Jordan where like, he's bigger than football. Yeah. He's bigger than the NFL. Michael Jordan's bigger than the, the NBA. Like if you're a Pats fan, you're mad that, I mean, some Pats fans hated him that he left, but I mean, what, what he gave us for, the better part of 20 years is something that no franchise would ever have. Like never in the history of football has somebody done that. I mean, you could make the case that Terry Bradshaw was probably close for the Steelers, but he didn't have the, I mean, football wasn't what football is now. That was pre-salary cap. It's a lot different world. So Brady Mm -hmm. takes a team that was really the laughing stock of football for, for the better part of their existence until Brady shows up. I mean, Bledsoe had some good performance. I shouldn't, I shouldn't take those away from him. But Brady shows up and then absolutely takes a struggling slash loser franchise into the most dominant franchise in, in professional sports, at least over the last 20 years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, you can't overstate his significance to the team and to the New England area. Brought it down to Tampa. Everybody down there loves him now, too. So, um, it, it's tough. I mean, I want to call him the greatest athlete of all time. I really do. But it's tough when you're in a team sport. I mean, he's definitely the greatest team sport champion of all time player ball yeah but i mean when you try to you want to compare him to like a prime tiger woods or any of these guys it's like one guy's out there by himself doing something it's hard to say you know greatest athlete but greatest team sports athlete is is an easy pick for me and i think for most people he's the first i mean easy hall of famer the easiest hall of fame decision that you should ever get all time like he should be he's not unanimous like really yeah they should wave it for him put him (laughs) in tomorrow. tomorrow But if he's not a unanimous vote, then you know that the NFL, uh, whoever votes for it, are just a bunch of sour, sour sallies. Yeah, and I think the reason he went to Tampa Bay, of course, it's Florida too, so why not? But he went to a team where, you know, he could have gone to the Colts when Rivers went there instead. Like, had his pick of the litter of teams, he went to the box where it's like, oh, these this team's not, not that great. Yep. He wanted to prove, like, I can bring this kind of team and win it all. Like it was him against Bill, who's better, and he proved it last year. And even this year, too. Like a comeback against the Rams, bad 30 seconds into the game. Rams won. Hate to see Brady go up look like that. Um, but I mean, he has nothing else to prove. Like, yeah, this that, doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> like the rumors are floating around that he could call it quits at the end of this year. And then that last game against the Rams, I was like, no way, Brady calls it oh, after Sam, this. that's such a sour taste of mouth like you have yep. a comeback and then you also the kicker in the of the bucks uh pinion or whatever yeah, the guy's whatever, name yeah. is he kicked two kicks out of bounds so they got the, the rest of the ball at the 40 yard line like like yep. there were so many things going against tom brady in that team and the defense yep. i mean he lucked out with kim Akers not knowing <laughs> how to you know use his hands yeah. half the game but I mean, coming back from 27 to three, just to lose in the last 30 seconds, I'm like, there's no way he can go out that way. Like, he's yeah. with a depleted team. Next year, they they re-sign Godwin. They have a healthier defense, a healthier format. Like, how do you not come back? But if it's true, it sucks. It's going to be a very different landscape. Of it, It's going to end up being, you know, just the Josh Allens, the Pat Mahomes, Burrow, like, 
these young guys are taking over where we see Big Ben, Tom Brady last year, Drew Brees, Phil Rivers, Aaron Rodgers is on his last leg. Like, yep. it's a new NFL. The big question, it too, really is, is what awaits the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at quarterback now? Because, I mean, this shifts their entire landscape. They don't have a high draft pick. They don't have – I mean, I don't think they have the heir apparent waiting in the wings in, in either Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask. I don't think those are your guys. Uh, maybe they do like Trask. I mean, they drafted him. Maybe he learned a lot. Third round, right? Yeah, you, know, you never know. Um, maybe yeah. maybe I mean, you have some faith in him. I don't but is is Bruce Aarons and Bill Belichick where he can mold a guy like that? I think Bruce Aarons is the guy like, I need a quarterback like Brady. You need a quarterback like Kurt Warner. Or, or yeah. He comes had, into like, a finished boom, product and, out there. and, you know, calls plays. He doesn't, you know, develop talent. Exactly. So it's going to be a very – And Bruce Arians is 70 years old or 71 years old. I believe he'll be this this coming season. So that's – no spring chicken. So, I mean, he, he could be, you know, not ready yeah, to or, rebuild either, you know? Yeah. And there was talks where it's like, Oh, is he, he going to retire? He's not like at this point, it's like, if I get Aaron Rodgers, I'll play again or yeah. coach again, if not maybe do one year and then <laughs> get a good paycheck and then get the fuck out of there. Yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting situation down there now because you went from probably one of the most stable teams, even with the pieces you have to resign. And yeah, you had like Levante mm-hmm. David needs a contract and Godwin and, Gronk is always wishy-washy, but you're still with Tom Brady, one of the most stable franchises, however else you look at it, because your quarterback is is cemented in place. Now you don't have that. You're one of the biggest question marks in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a big swing. It just shows you how Bri at 44 years old can change yep. a team that bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll move on with that. We can talk about that for <laughs> oh we'll, we can do. We probably we, will. <laughs> we will have a Tom Brady podcast. Nice. If he in fact does retire, but um, other news: Calvin Ridley. Chaos. I mean, was, you can take this. I, I think you texted us this the, the other day. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's it's interesting because I can't get a clear read on it because everybody's putting different stuff out there, right? So first, I saw an Albert Breer tweet, who is usually pretty reliable, and he came out and said uh, Ridley's contract didn't count for this year or whatever. It's going to be extended, so next year he would be playing on his fourth year salary which is like 1.17 million like it's not much versus the fifth year option then he came out and he retracted his own tweet and he said listen i was under i was uh confused about the language of the cba that's not how it works but he didn't give a clear indication of what's actually going to happen then i was reading a falcons like fan website and they got into it a little bit deeper and said there's a difference between having a contract extended and having a contract told and apparently they're going to be tolling his contracts t-o-l-l-i-n-g tolling and since the Falcons already accepted his fifth year option, then they're going to extend it two years, but he's going to be playing at the fifth year option amount. A lot's going on, but Which case is in fair, point is, I guess. it doesn't <laughs> seem like, yeah. So they, the, the end of that website said we are in uncharted territory with the CBA. We've never had this happen. And it could depend on if the Falcons want to retroactively put him on the NFI list and then pay him like what they owe him. If they pay out the week over week, then they can go on the fifth year option. If they don't pay out week over week, then he'd go on the year four plan. It's a lot going on, but either way, he's a very lucrative trade target. He doesn't want to be in Atlanta. However, if he's a 1.17 cap hit versus $11 million cap hit, that changes his trade value significantly. Yeah. And I think if it's 11, it's more of a second round pick or if it's one and it's like, give me a first round pick, like, you're getting yeah. a a 
arguably top six wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, a first round million bucks. Like, plus, the sky's the limit on him if he's yeah. at. A and plus. of course, it's it's Patriots rumors every year. It's always they're always linked to the you know the top receiver. Patriots love the I love Kendrick Bourne, love Myers. They're not they're they're not the one. They're they're not even the two on a team. Yeah. Have the time. Yeah. Like, if you like, have like, the chance at a Ridley, and but versus those guys, you go get Ridley. I mean, yeah, but I would thing, trade. Like you said, the, I, I would trade. Yeah, born in a second for. Unfortunately, I mean. Oh yeah, no. So would I. I'm a huge born guy, and so would I. But like, there still is the question of how legitimate Myers. this mental health thing is, and I don't want to make light of it and say it's not legitimate. But was it a stepping away from the team because he didn't want to get his dick kicked in every week, or is it a real legitimate issue? And he is liable to have the same issue again this year when it crops up you know especially right. if it if you were to come to a new england and they start to struggle early on in the season which is you know it's very possible this isn't the world of tom brady anymore not to harp on him still being gone but and the pats have a lot of things that gotta work out a lot of yep. money that they have to move around yep i mean it, it's a lot going on and every like you said every season it seems like the patriots are linked to one of the top wide receivers out there and then we never really land them so i'm not putting too many eggs in the ridley basket but would be great. Same. He could be the reigning awesome. boss that we no longer have. <laughs> yeah, way earlier in his career, he's well, yeah, twenty six. Yeah, he's young still. Um, all right, let's get to the uh, some coaching changes. Tons of them. So the first one we'll talk about is uh, is it Brian Dabal? Dayball, Dabal, Dabo. Dabal, Dabal. I'm, I'm ball with a ball French. to bang to bang. Yeah. So uh, the Giants hire him, uh, former Buffalo OC. I guess that's good. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, I think he's, he's, he's done... a good fit. Um, he comes over with his GM too from Buffalo or the assistant GM, Joe right. Schoen or show Schoen. I don't know how to say his name, but if you can bring over a cohesive unit like that, I think that only stands to benefit you as an organization. Plus you saw what he did with, uh, you know, Josh Allen under his tutelage. I mean, Allen struggled a little bit in the early going and now he looks to be like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. If you can have anywhere close to that sort of progression, uh, for the career trajectory of Daniel Jones, that's monumental. So as long as you have Dayball, who's willing to buy into Daniel Jones, which I assume he is because Mara and the whole Mara family came out and said, we support DJ before they made the Dayball hire. I'm guessing they're all on the same page that DJ is at least getting a shot, but let's see what happens oh, in the draft. It just sucks. Cause like that team on paper, just the receivers and Barclays. Yeah. But I again, don't, and, and I don't want them to waste it away. I think it was uh Showen who came out and said right away, he was like, if we want to see what Daniel Jones can do, we need to block for him. So he has time to do something. If we want to see what Saquon Barkley can do and keep him healthy on the field, we need to give him lanes to run through and actually block for him. So I think they're putting a lot of blame on the offensive line. And I know yeah. that part of what judge wanted to do while he was there and the former GMs and what the Mara family has always said is that we need to work on the line. And then every draft comes and goes, and they, they don't do, do not it. address it. So, like, oh, let's get Kadarius Tony first, which is a great player, but yeah, I mean, they've made soldier, but like, yep, yeah, he's he's a head. one of the, yeah, yeah, he's had, but you can't have one person line that fixes the entire <laughs> right, the entire line. Like, yeah, you're right. Um, another one, uh, it's not, of course, a hire yet, but Josh McDaniel is linked to the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, the old Raiders. Um, and he's got his GM picked out as well. I saw a tweet from uh, 
who might have been Jeff Howe, I'm not really sure, but one of the Patriots insiders. And he seemed to think that this was almost a foregone conclusion. He was saying that he expects it to be announced early next week that McDaniels is going to take the uh, head coach job and Dave Ziegler is going to take the GM spot. So if that's the case, again, you have a team taking a cohesive unit from another team. Yeah, Daniels, offensive coordinator for the Patriots, and then Ziegler is, uh, has been a Pat scout for the past nine years. So that's interesting because if he's a Pat scout, he at mm. one point thought Nikhil Harry was good. So that's problematic, but. Um. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and um, people like talk shit about Josh McDaniels because, you know, what he did with the Colts a couple of years ago, like got the job and like backed out. Yeah. Well, as long as but- Derek Carr doesn't retire, I think he's safe. But if there's a team that would take a guy like well, like that, then it's the Raiders. I mean, oh, yeah. so they, they'll take anyone to start. And then, oh, it doesn't work out. We'll go fire him. But yep. um, we'd like to see. I mean, I'm a big Josh guy. I know uh, there's a lot of questions the last couple of years in New England. But I would love to see him get another shot as a head coach. Um, the next is Byron Left, which is a front runner for Jacksonville. But he wants a new GM. Yeah, he came, I guess, like, I actually, I texted our group um, because I saw Chaps on Barstool was like, I got it on pretty good authority that left, which is going to the Jags as the head coach. Then a couple days go by and it never really got announced. And then I see another uh, follow-up article saying that he wants to bring in his own GM preference. And I don't know who it is, Uh, but. Anyone but. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. the former one yeah yeah so whoever's there he is not a fan of and i guess it's it's really in the way of his uh decision to go there and now he's even interviewing with the saints position now that sean payton's uh kind of surprise retirement mm-hmm. so um a lot going on there oh yeah and then talk about saints uh brian flores is interviewing with the saints yeah and that's a great spot for him i think i mean he would do great there but no yeah. cap i mean horrible cap situation oh like bad bad we're like they pushed contracts the last five years to get a team i think i think craig brought it up he, they're still paying breeze some kind of salary yeah. um there's 70 season two. 70 million in the hole like that's everybody I mean, on your team that's you that's- have that offensive line is arguably the best offensive line in the last five years because like armstead like Yep. Like the, the, the uh, these guys are filthy, and then you have the unreal defense where you got to pay. And that I'm pretty sure they extended Lattimore too, so it's not like they have yeah. free dollars for extensions. It, it, I mean, for Flores, it's like, oh, you go to the Saints, but it's like, dude, you don't even have a quarterback, right? Jameis Winston's a free agent. Can you can, can you afford him? Yeah, yeah Jameis. <laughs> Jameis Winston's a free agent. Taysom uh, is not an NFL quarterback. We saw his inability to play this year. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, in, at the end of the day, Flores is a defensive guy. So, if Peyton couldn't get Taysom Hill to do what he wanted him to do, mm-hmm. I don't have more faith in Flores getting it to work out. Yeah, and I love Flores. I would just hate to see him go to a place where he's going to fail off the bat unless he just finds a way to just do it with Kamara. You would have to, I think, honestly, you'd have to ditch Kamara. You'd have to ditch Cam Jordan. You have to unload Michael Thomas. so hard because Cam Jordan's such a focal point of that that entire team. And and you lose all these guys just to get under the cap, and then your team sucks. So it's like, well, yeah, (laughs) it's a double-edged sword. So I then you signed Devontae Freeman. Yeah. (laughs) Boom, there you go. Maybe you can get uh, Deshaun Watson in there to play for 25 bucks in a pack of gum. 
Yeah, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, head coach. Yeah, we talked uh, about this uh, before the, the previous pod. I mean, he we was did, with yeah. Green Bay for, for three years as the offensive coordinator with Aaron Rodgers. So. He got Aaron Rodgers MVP last year and arguably the MVP this year, depending how it goes. Yeah, I mean, at least in the conversation for sure. So that's an interesting little connection. And I know I've, I think I've been pushing this for a while. The, the Rodgers to the Broncos almost makes too much sense. But you made a good point um, earlier today in, in maybe it's just our, our group chat. But it was the book burners chat. Yes, that the AFC is loaded at quarterback. It's loaded. It's, the easier it's path is to stay. So much, it, it's so much easier to go to the the NFC. Yeah. And he's just, I mean, he's just a, a free agent, right? So he can sign anywhere he wants. He doesn't need to be traded. He's not. He's, oh, not. he's not. Nope. He, he can do some kind of declining option. They can, he's, he's got to be declined and moved on. I'm very sure it's like a team or player option, but um, yeah, I mean, if Tom Brady does retire, boom, you got Matt Stafford there. You got the Niners who don't need a legit quarterback. Yeah. And then you have even Kurt, cousins who's rumored also to the broncos too or a team like that where it's like if you had russell wilson could go to the broncos or the Texans. like yeah you have all these guys that you just move to the afc why not stay in the nfc it's so hard <laughs> in the afc yeah and i mean possible not to let it get lost in the wash either nathaniel hackett is an offensive coordinator he's been with the pack and aaron Rodgers for three years so if he's getting his job based off the last three years with Aaron Rodgers, there's no guarantee that his success is continuing when he moves to the Broncos with not Aaron Rodgers. Like if he doesn't have an all-time elite quarterback, it's going to be the same conversation we have all the time. Well, like, uh, I don't know, Adam Gase was Peyton Manning's you know, coach for a while, and everybody's like, oh, well, he's a quarterback. Yeah, and so exactly. yeah, you're fucking Peyton right. Manning. Like Nathaniel yeah. Hackett and could so very well be the ne- the next liability of that thought process, but I'm hoping for the best for him. I hope that he can make the Broncos legit. Cause I want same. To yeah, same. Uh, Josh McCown, strong Houston candidate. He's got two interviews. He had an interview last season, too. Didn't get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he played quarterback for 40 years in the league. He's got to know what he's talking about. Yeah, and, um, I mean, when he played, too, I think this is the reason why he was on teams for so long. He's viewed as one of the smartest players in the NFL, like he knew everything in and out. He should have skills to produce that, that knowledge. Um, so if he has that, I mean, look at Byron Leftwich. He had a job in his, as an OC for so long um, with um, the Bucks. Like McCown, it's weird. Like he's not on a team. He was on, <laughs> like, even though he, did, he didn't get brought in last year as a head coach, you think he'd fall in line with like, some kind of team, like an offensive specialist or a QB coach somewhere. No. Yeah. You know, he played for half of them, Houston, So you figured have a connection somewhere to just right, take exactly, any, any role exactly. on the sideline. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Houston um, would be a then, great fit for him too, especially if they have to bring in another quarterback. It's like, which it's, which I, I honestly do like Davis Mills. Yeah. And yeah I, I mean, think, all we I know, think what they did was a smart thing to do last draft because they knew that Deshaun Watson would never play down for them ever again. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, he did a fine job, but Houston's a long way away uh, from competing. Um, Kellen Moore, strong Vikings candidate. Yeah. It looks like he's getting some pull over there. Um, 
I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of their other interviews or other targets being interviewed, but you got to assume Kellen Moore took a big hit when uh, he called that run play for Dak Prescott, unless that was an audible by Dak. But that's that's a tough look. That had to be an audible. There's had no to. way that Kellen Moore uh, had no. Yeah. Right. But I mean, either I mean, way, he should be having Dak Prescott yeah. take that bullet for him. He's like, dude, you're already getting 40 million a year. Shut the fuck up, take the bullet. I need to go get a head coaching job. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I think like I I don't know what it does for Minnesota if it's just a wash from Zimmer to him I don't I don't know yeah I think that boils um, down to Kirk Cousins if Cousins stays in Minnesota if, then if he stays where he'll only leave if there's a trade and like I said there's been talks of they want to trade him they have Kellen Bond there which I don't think is the answer like poor Justin no. Jefferson and Evan Thielen be- oh, before he retires um but. He has a massive contract this year. If they trade him, they have to eat a lot of that contract, I think. Where at that point, I'm like, hey, if the NFC's weak, yeah, go for it next year. You you, you have a not young, but a Dublin Cook where in two years he won't be what he is now at all. Like you have the team to do it now. Say with cousins, NFC's easier. Build up that build up that fucking defense. Yeah, and you don't you shouldn't have to break the bank to keep cousins around, even if you wanted to extend them like a couple of years, like spread it out, whatever you got to do to keep him. He's not, and, he's not an and, elite quarterback. Right. And I feel like cousins throw over the ball. Yeah, exactly. I feel like cousins is a player that would be like, Hey, like, you know, like let's research my contract, maybe extend it a year, move up the dollars, spring in some cornerbacks, which they desperately needed for the last two years. Yeah. That's so what they bad. need is to rebuild that purple people eater defense. Keep the oh, offense yeah. how it is. I mean, Thielen's been the offense is up, fine. but yeah, but, but but I mean, like Thielen is what we've like like he's a perfect veteran receiver. Yeah. Where I think Je- Jefferson is taking the next step again yeah. to being a top three receiver in the oh, NFL. He's, yeah, he's the legit number one. Thielen's the two. You got Thielen as your Wells Walker. You got Jefferson as your Randy Moss. There you go. You're fine. And then who's the guy? Uh, I can't remember his name right now. I had him on a million of my teams this year. Oh, when, Osborne. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. he was looking great. KJ Osborne, yeah, they saw yep. him too. Every, yeah. every time Thielen goes down, KJ Osborne's right there, and they still have uh, BC Johnson. So, I mean, they're set at receiver. Their tight ends are fine. Like, Herb Smith should be back next year, and we'll be high on him again, I'm sure. That's a very good point, too. Yep, they did have Herb Smith, who's pretty much <laughs> a receiver. I got, I got him own. penciled in at tight end eight already. This is fine. This is probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you get to take the next one, Daz. Oh, we got uh, Matt Eberflus from uh, well, from the Colts as the defensive coordinator heading over to Chicago. I mean, very, very interesting that they went defensive coordinator to head coach for Chicago. It's, I don't want to say problematic, but it's not what you would expect with Justin Fields, unless they like the OC there and they're happy with what he's going to do to help develop them away from Matt Nagy. I would hope so, because <laughs> Nag- Nagy took the play Collins the last year and a half. Which worked out well at end of last year with Montgomery and stuff like that. But yeah, that's usually a weird head coach thing to have a DC. I mean, the only one that has success is kind of like Rabel, I guess. Oh, apparently they, uh, yeah, they fired their offensive coordinator as well. So they're looking to Beautiful. hire one of Eberflus's own choosing. So that is an interesting thing. And again, problematic i always say this and i say the same thing about young quarterbacks when you have that instability early on in their career it tends to affect their career arc and their career trajectory look at ryan Tannehill. you know 
look at all these guys that have had multiple quarterback or multiple coaches and systems that just didn't pan out for the longest time. I mean, even Derek Carr took time to find traction when he had a carousel of coaches early in right. his career. Yeah. And he's turned out to be a fine quarterback, but like we didn't know it because he kept having so much change around him. So if we're expecting to see fields take a step, hopefully whatever they put in place stays in place for the while for a while. And Iberflu seems good. I mean, he took the Colts from a nobody kind of bum defense to an absolute oh, house so the last good. several years. So with not a lot of change either. Just yeah, just yeah. coaching. It, I love defense. It's just the coaching too. Yep. Crazy. Um Brown's GM. I'm not gonna say this. <laughs> Dallas, it's all you. Dude, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah. Um he oh wait, he's not he was not he was the Chiefs um VP of football ops, I think. Oh yeah. That's yeah, right. It yep. doesn't make sense. But either way, um, he yeah, he I mean doesn't make a ton of sense to change the Browns GM. I don't think he's done anything wrong. Uh maybe just a change of pace is what they fired John Dorsey. But like, okay, because he drafted Baker Mayfield, like, okay, you haven't decided to cut ties with Baker Mayfield. So why are you getting rid of the GM? He brought in yeah, Odell Beckham. Well, it wasn't really his fault because he identified talent, went and got him for next to nothing, and then Odell left town and was nasty again. So not really sure what that move's about, but good for uh, good for Kowesi. <laughs> good for Kowesi. And then uh, Steelers GM, T- TBD. Yeah, they get an opening. No one uh, fucking I knows. haven't heard any interviews. I've looked at every single website, every single piece of news I could find. No idea what they're doing there. But the Steelers and the Rooney family are notoriously secretive, so... That's true. Uh, Dad, they hired Mike Tomlin first, like first, uh, not first black coach, but youngest black coach in history, and nobody knew yeah. that he was even on the on the uh, interview sheet. So, and he's awesome, and he's been killing it for years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas, can you put uh, just talk with these other coaches out there? Yeah, I just wanted I, to list a few notable guys that are are interviewing and have not landed anywhere, um, and even some guys that may not be interviewing, but were talked about as potential targets for a lot of teams. And that's Gerard Mayo from the Patriots, Todd Bowles, Raheem Morris, Dennis Allen, the Dennis, uh, defensive coordinator for the Saints, Dan Quinn, D'Amico Ryans for the uh, for the Niners there, Leslie Frazier from the Bills. He, I think, if Brian Dayball hadn't left, that Leslie Frazier probably would have been in line for a head coaching gig, but probably Sean McDermott said, I'm going to let one of you go this year, can one of you wait till next year? And then uh, Rich Bisaccia I threw on there because I thought he did a fantastic job for the Raiders in in an interim role. But if McDaniels comes in as an OC, maybe he keeps Bisaccia around as another coordinator, special teams, defense, whatever it may be. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think what he did for the Raiders after John Gruden left, he deserves to be on that team as long as he wants to be. Yeah, it's not even that. Like, Gruden left the rugs thing. All the DUIs or assault charges of all those players and we're the fucking playoffs yep like that that's a tall task and he did well and I, i'm i'm shocked that he's not more out there as a head coach yeah. or it or, or kind of and like grander, the, but, um, the raiders played well in the playoffs too i mean like it's not like they went there and got their like shit kicked in like <laughs> he, he put a he put a team together so I don't know. You get, it's tough. When you're the interim coach, I think you get a rough shake of things. Usually you don't really get the respect you deserve. They're looking to replace you the whole time. McDaniels is the wonder boy. Everybody loves him. So, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But 
hopefully he latches on. I hope he stays in, in, I keep saying Oakland, but uh, Las Vegas. Ditto. Patriots um, versus Vegas though, right. this year uh, in Vegas. FYI. Oh, McDaniels plays. Oh yeah. You're going to go, right? Oh yeah. I'll be there. Awesome. I don't care. I, I want to see that stadium, dude. That stadium looks so I haven't been to Vegas since it looks the, awesome. the stadium went up. I've never been, I've never been to Vegas. Dude, let's go. Ever. Yeah, I got two kids. I'm sure it's what yeah, no doubt the game. We'll just go on right, see you later. <laughs> Take that, babe. Uh, hopefully she doesn't uh, listen to these. No, she does not. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so let's get to the uh, conference champs. Yeah, these are going to be some good games tomorrow. I mean, I'm excited. I hope so. I mean, I mean, it's not going to be as good as last weekend. I wouldn't think last weekend was the greatest games of all time. I think if you went through and you picked out any, what's it, four four game slate or is it three games? Any, let's say four game slate of games. Yeah, last weekend, you could not combine four better games than that in in any combination. You could pick from Super Bowls. Like those four games are exactly what you wanted to see out of playoff football. And you got to run the whole spectrum. You got the shootout with the bills and the chiefs coming down to the final drives and overtime. You had close defensive battles in, in icy wintry conditions, like games decided by field goals. I mean, well, three, oh, I'm three out of the four besides the chiefs game, um, game winning field goals by the away team. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the, Has the it, it ever fucking happen? Right. Yep, and you, yeah, and you had the one seeds just dropping like flies. Yeah, and then that, I mean, won't get on it too much, but the Bills-Chiefs game is arguably one of the best games I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like, like it's simultaneously what, the that's best. That's what you want for football. Like, simultaneously the best and worst game I've ever seen in my life. It's like the best offensive performances and just the absolute biggest letdown on defense from teams that have been defensively solid. I like the Chiefs lose Tyron Matthew, and you can see the effect that that had. Oh, my God. He's going to be back this week. I thought thought they were done after that. And then you had the Bills who, I mean, defense and and their safeties, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde have had the biggest mouths ever since they ended the Patriots uh, dynasty a week ago in their their week uh, or whatever there's their – wild card week super bowl yeah but and they up massive plays as and it, it was them specifically so i was so happy to see that like i love the bills but it's mostly because of josh allen and their offense i really hate yeah. a lot of their defensively guys so seeing oh yeah the offense I, I run up and down the field it. yeah but from a if you were a neutral fan and you had no ties to either team like that's the best football exactly you want. possibly watch oh yeah hands down hands start them down but yeah um, this week we get san fran and the rams um rams at home i don't think that home field matters since uh rams fans are selling their tickets to the niners fan hand over fist uh yep. you see sean mcveigh's out publicly pleading them to stop selling their tickets matt yep. stafford saying he had to use a silent count at home a few weeks back like mm. that's crazy oh yeah it's that just shows insane. that la has the biggest market in the friggin' world and it, they can't it, get anybody to care about football yeah well i mean if i'm in san fran yeah, well, I'm going down to LA. Yeah. Like, why the fuck not? That's right. not, it's not a bad drive. It's a couple hours. Get a hotel there, like, or drive back. Like, yep. <laughs> when can you go to a game when you're away where you're like a couple hours away? <laughs> Never. Legit. I mean, especially a divisional game like this. Like, there's no way you can ever go to a game like that away and drive down unless you're 
Super Bowl LA versus the Chargers, yeah. and somehow I, it's an I did just Google LA. it. It's a five and a half hour drive, but which it's an hour and is, twenty minute flight. Is, it's not, yeah, exactly. It's not bad. The five and a half hour, like, like I think a lot of California, dude, you can fly um, nonstop JetBlue for sixty eight bucks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my wife is is from California, and every time I go out there, I'm like, oh, we're in San Diego. I'm like, oh, how far is LA? Like, oh, it's like three to four hours. But in their mind, it's like nonchalant, right? Like, oh, you know, we'll we'll just go up there because yeah, they just do it. That's like what that's what things good, take. It's, a, to get it's like a six 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 or seven lane highway. Yeah, get get the fuck up there. Yep, and you can stay if not, but like like I don't know. Um, but yeah, but, so many yeah. parts of the country where a five six hour drive is nothing. Texas, same thing. Out here, yeah. five six hours. Now, I'm like, I could I could cross five states. Well, five six, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Five six <laughs> six hours. I'm in fucking Jersey. Atlantic City is six hours. Or I'm in Canada. <laughs> Yeah, or yeah, you could be well into Canada. Yeah, so all right, let's go back to all right, GR San, San Fran in the Rams. The over under is I don't know what it is now 46, probably 45 and a half now. Uh, the Rams midday today was uh, they were favored at 3.5. I would hammer the over on uh, on that game. I think Debo See, probably personally I, for 21 points, right? So it depends how the Rams, how the Niners play. If they play conservative, drink rock low, hand up to Elijah Mitchell, hand up to Debo Samuel, short passes to Ayuk and Kittle to run the clock, or just toss in Debo's hands and, I mean, he's your puppet there. Yeah, I mean, and I'm really rooting for the Niners. I'd like, I'd like to see them uh, make a Super Bowl, but I'd like to see Jimmy make a Super Bowl to be perfectly transparent. I like Debo a lot too, but – I think the Rams more than likely are going to run away with this one. Not run away with it, but I think that they're going to be tossing the ball around Cooper Cup. Right. I mean, the only way I see them not winning this game is if Cam Akers has a repeat of last week where he's fumbling in possessions, yeah. or even any of the running backs for that matter. If, if it's Sony, if it's anybody else that touches the ball, if you have turnovers or Matt Stafford just gets unlucky and has a couple tip balls that get picked off, like if it's turnovers, the Rams can easily lose this game. The Niners have a great defense. They're very, very momentum-based, though. If the Rams yeah. come out, first possession score a touchdown, Cooper Cup goes for 65 yards and a touch on the first drive, I think it's game over nails. The Niners should just go home at that point, forfeit at 7 nothing, and call it a day. I don't know. I mean, the Niners won week uh, 17, 16, yeah. Uh, yeah. 18, whatever it is. And they're rolling. I mean, they just came off a, a gritty win against Aaron Rodgers and, uh, and the Packers. So, I mean, they're feeling themselves. They, they know they're good. Their defense is, is unreal. Jimmy G is out there not winning games, but certainly not losing them. He's not losing, yep, exactly. That's, that's all you can ask for him. Or that, that's what you expect. So Biggest thing is keep the ball in Debo's hands. If yep. Debo goes down hurt like he did last week, end of the game, you're fucking done. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, I or the Kittle monster needs to show up. But And that's one of the, probably the biggest mismatches in the game is going to be uh, Kittle on the linebackers of the Rams or the safety and Eric Weddle has been playing safety for them because of injury and he, he's been on the team for two weeks so You're that right. that matchup could be huge um, but my biggest thing is Kittle's a great blocker and with yeah. the Rams D-line he's gonna have to stay in block he's, yep. he's just gonna have to like, you can't get the Vaughn Miller blow up sack every single play yeah I, like, you saw last week like Vaughn Miller Aaron Donald backfield every single play. Like, yeah. 
I mean, the Bucks didn't have a worse, right? Mm-hmm. Last week, and you saw that. Like, it just shows you what a depleted line and unreal defensive line can do. Yeah, and and even the Bucks were keeping Gronk in to trip chip as a blocker, and he's a which otherworldly blocker. <laughs> yeah, and he still was struggling. So, mm-hmm. best of luck to everyone involved trying to trying to stop that D line. Yeah, I want it's it's so weird. I'm I'm the biggest Stafford fan of all time. I think I'm part of the Stafford fan club, but I also do want the Niners to win. I would love to see Garoppolo there. I'll, it's one of those games where whoever wins, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I won't, I'm not gonna be mad if if the Rams win or the, the Niners win. It's it's just based off of what I bet tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, like I I largely don't like the Rams as a team and as an organization. And not even that I don't like Sean McVay personally. I just don't like all the hype that he gets for being this like wonder boy. But all that being said, I love Matt Stafford. I I have seen him toil away in mediocrity in Detroit for so long that I just think he's, he's owed something like he deserves to be in the Super Bowl, and he just really deserves to win one. And on top of that, I think the Rams pose a better matchup against both Casey and the Bengals than the Niners will. Right. So if you want a better Super Bowl, you want the Rams. Right. Yeah. I agree. And my Super um, Bowl party is going to depend on the matchup. So. <laughs> and then the AFC, uh, Bengals and Chiefs. Bengals, money line. Do it. Don't be a coward. Casey minus seven. That's like a heavy favorite for uh, a, a conference championship game. That being said, KC money line. Let's go, hundred bucks. What's that payout? I mean, like, like after seeing, I just don't. And I love Burrow. I love the whole team. I love Chase Higgins, Mixon. I just don't see them comparing to what. Chiefs and Bills are. I just don't. And and I, I think that's why it's so Casey minus seven. I, I just I think Mahomes is gonna fucking run away with this game. Now I do think that that's a very fair point. Like Cincy's defense is not as good as Buffalo's defense, and KC just put up a bunch of points on Buffalo. That being said, the weakness of Buffalo were their safeties in that game, and the strength of Cincinnati is their safety, um, Jesse Bates. So if he can be Jesse Bates about it and the Bengals super, super momentum-based defense can get one turnover easy or some of these weak errant passes that Mahomes seems to get away with all the time actually get batted or picked off or something, like instead of him throwing pop-ups that still go for touchdowns, if you get one of those momentum-shifting plays – since he can be in this game, no problem, because their offense is going to go toe to toe with KC's offense, like no problem. Especially and, if Honey Badger is dinged up. Right, and this is why the over under is fifty four point five. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm, I, I would love, I would love to see the same, the same kind of Bills game as last week. Yeah, I just, I don't know that we get uh-huh. another thirty twenty four ish game with you know uh, 21 of those points being scored in the last two minutes like 
It's going to be tricky. I think you have a lot more feeling out, especially AFC championship time. I think 54 and a half is an under for me. I think Jeff from the book burners uh, hinted at the he under. Said, oh. Yeah, he said under of this game over on the Rams game. Yeah, and I just said, fuck you, Jeff, because I agreed with him, and I didn't want him to know I agreed with him. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean. I, I don't know. I, I think that's probably the right call. I think if you're trying to actually make money betting and you want to bet smartly, you take KC to cover and you go under. But if you're rooting for the big bucks and you want to just be a savage about it, Bengals money line. Hey, Bengals are more fun. Fuck my heart. I heard the same thing with with San Fran in the first round. It's Cowboys. Yeah. Got a lot of money on San Fran to win. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's more fun to just bet what you want to happen so you can root for that to actually happen. Don't bet like two. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, big KC to cover minus seven, but I want the Bengals to win. It's like, yeah. Then you also sound like fun. you sound like a prick. Minus seven is not going to. I'm like, happy no matter what. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> minus seven is not not going to pay out that much unless you put like yeah. a lot of like a hundred plus in there. Thousand bucks, baby. Yeah. Every so time. a lot of good games this season. This season, this weekend. <laughs> um. <laughs> next segment. Free agents. So many of them. 2022 free agents. Um, Number one, most important to talk about, Kalen Balaj. Yes, it is. No, let's go to the quarterbacks. Yes. The thing, the thing with the QB is um, they're slim to none, <laughs> which a lot of the QB change is going to be coming off of Aaron Rodgers wanting to move. Right. Russell Wilson moving. Kirk Cousins might be forced to be traded. Um, where previous years, like we had, you know, those that year of, of Tom Brady, Phil Rivers, Brian Fitzpatrick, like it's, it's not going to be this year. So Big Ben, free agent, retired. And even Next Dwayne one, Haskins is his backup, kind of, and he's a restricted free agent. So he could also walk or end up somewhere else. Right. Exactly. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick, I don't see him playing again. Yeah, I don't. I want him to. If he does his backup, so I can kind of just blow by that. But I want to put him up there because he's a TSF fave. Yep. Cam Newton, I don't see also a team <laughs> reaching for him. Uh, Jameis Winston. He's interesting. He <sighs> could be a guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up a lot of places, but I don't know that he's your guaranteed day one starter. Like, he'll end up in a camp battle with a rookie. He'll end right. up in a camp battle with another – like. You sign Jameis Winston and the next guy, Teddy Bridgewater, like for nothing contracts, right. and they're exactly. scrapping it out, and they're both pissed, and they hate their life. Yeah, and the, and that's better for QBs because, I mean, there's a bunch Mitch of other – Trubisky, random. like, yeah. I don't know. You know who actually I would those. mention is Tyrod Taylor. He could go and still have a serviceable career somewhere. He imagine always him, does. Yeah, imagine him in for Pittsburgh being the, uh, the Cordell Stewart of, of, of the world. God, yeah. We'll Slash. See. All right, let's go to the uh, running back. So, biggest one I think is probably probably Fournette, right? Yeah, for, I was going to say Fournette or Gordon, but Fournette probably the bigger of the two. I mean, based on the the season he had or the ending to the season he had. Um, yeah. if, I mean, if Brady's leaving, uh, frees up some money to bring in Fournette, like like no problem. So I, I would expect him to stay in Tampa, but. If you are Tampa and you go out and sign Aaron Rodgers, that changes that whole narrative. So 
Who knows? I think, yeah, I think it behooves just... him to stick around there. They've obviously figured out how to use him. They've got a good old line. He's in a good situation. Where else is he going to go where he's going to be that effective and be a, a, a true number one back? Right. And then Ronald Jones is also up too. So I doubt they keep both of them. Yep. I, I don't think they can afford both of them. Like, I don't think Jones is looking to get a massive contract. He hasn't shown much in the first four years at all. Yeah. Some of those running backs are greedy, though. And I don't mean that Ronald Jones particularly is, but like they hit this first contract and they're like all right well i gotta get paid at some point like i've had my shitty little rookie contract like somebody give me five mil a year i don't think tampa has it for him especially with Keyshawn vaughn playing all right decent yeah he's playing as good as ronald jones (laughs) like for an eighth of the cost right uh melvin gordon it so rb17 fantasy I mean, we've like talked top, about this all season. Top 20 again. Like, he's good, but do you need him in Denver? Like, can can you move on from Melvin Gordon and not see a noticeable drop-off? Yeah, I think you can because you use him. I think uh, you can, yeah. Oh, I can't. The guy's name is freaking escaping me, but then the backup, Mike Ju- Boone. <laughs> Javante Williams, yeah. Yeah, Javante, can Javante Williams and Mike Boone step up and be just as effective? Yeah, probably. So why pay Melvin Gordon the salary that he's probably going to command? I'd let him walk to, I don't know, maybe Houston would probably be interested in him. Um, somebody that needs I'd a love, I'd love running him back. in Miami. Miami is I a really fantastic spot. They be, need a true running back. Nice. Uh, there's a lot of places for him to, to him to land where he can still be effective. I think he's a very good talent. I just don't think that Denver, with what they've just paid out to all of their wide receivers and what they're going to end up paying a real quarterback this year, is going to be a fit for him financially. Unless he takes a massive right. pay cut, which yep. he, at this point in his, his career, he, he yeah, he's, he's gotten paid twice. So he can sit around and say, you know, I'll, right. I'll try to win a championship. And again, maybe that does happen. Maybe say, okay, cool. Aaron Rodgers is coming in, dude. Like we need to take a pay cut. And he's like, yeah, I'll take a ring. Like that's a Super Bowl team. If it's right. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, those two running backs and all those receivers and, and tight ends. So, and the defense. So he's an interesting one for sure. And, and still more than viable fantasy option, probably regardless of landing spot. Oh, you so, know, I mean, he, you know where I could see him going, which is disgusting. Atlanta. That is gross, but he'll put up yeah. numbers. But at, that, at, at this point, every Atlanta running back has dreads. Like, he's got to grow the dreads back and he'll be good. Yeah, but you go to Miami, they're on the verge of playoffs. Good playoffs. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, D- D- David Johnson. Should we move? Should we move on? Yeah. Skip him. He's done. I think David Johnson's done. Uh, the better Johnson, Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson a, deserves a contract from somebody. He's an, he's an RFA. Yeah, I don't think Cleveland keeps him. Um, Especially with with Hunt and Chubb there. Yeah, and that's yeah. those are their guys. Why spend for the third running back on? Unless he wants to stick around again. All of these should just be caveated. Unless they want to stick around for nothing money, then sure, of course, the, team, yeah. the teams will keep them. But Garrett Johnson's he's played pre- well enough yeah. in, in, in limited touches to deserve something. Again, all the teams we just named, plus a handful. Like the Chargers, he could be a great RB2 for the Chargers, let Eckler do the receiving work, and then him be the pounder. Fantastic. That's how you keep Austin yeah. Eckler healthy. That's how you keep Dearness Johnson healthy and, and effective. Am I? Yeah, am, I, am, I just 
think Daniels is more of a third on back than anything. Like if anything, like Cleveland keeps him. So I hear get that. A mar- oh, I'll mark it out there for Hunt. Like you trade Hunt. That's true. Or like he, I'm not saying he's like a third on back, but he's what like Hunt can run. Right. Dawson can run, but he can't run like a Nick Chubb or a a one A in any. Yeah, because he had he had the one game this year where he was the only running back and he was effective, but it was against yeah, he had like, 30 somebody shitty. Yeah, 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 that was volume volume based. It wasn't really efficacy based. Rojo, we already talked about. Skip over Rojo. Marlon Mack is interesting. I would love to fucking see him get a fucking role somewhere and do well. I would have loved and to see him run injury. the freaking ball this year, so we know that he actually can do it. Like his lack of usage by the Colts is going to submarine his entire market value, which sucks. But Mm. if he got an extra year to rest and is now healthy and can actually carry a workload, he's a good running back. Like he's not Mm. ultra elite, but he's good. He just spells Miami. He does. He does. Like, I, I really think he is, I mean, he's not a pass catching back. Fucking keep Patrick, Larry there for the best catch of the shit. Yeah. But I would just love him to, if he sounds like indie again, just, I don't think he will, but I want him to see, to go to a team where he can compete for the uh, top spot. Yeah. I can't picture a world where he stays in indie after being a healthy scratch to end the season 10 straight games. Like, there's no fucking way. He's not, he, he ain't no bitch. He's not sticking around for that disrespect. And I don't blame mm-hmm. him. Um, in San Fran, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are up. So Raheem Mostert ways. can't stay healthy. So he's also 20. He's also 30. Yeah, I think he's out in San Fran. I don't think they bring him back, especially when you saw what Elijah Mitchell did. Even what Jermichael Hasty did, like they have enough running backs. I, they still have Trey Sermon. They, they can work him in whether they like him or they don't. At least he's healthy and on the field. Raheem Mostert can't stay on the field. So I'm moving on from him. I don't care how fast he is, whatever. Jeff Wilson can stick around. I think he will stick around. I don't think he has a huge market anywhere else, even though I think he's the better running back of him and and Mostert. I just think that San Fran knows what Wilson does. Wilson does it well for them, and they'll keep him around because of it. He's like the LeGarrette Blunt to the Patriots for all those years. He's the... (laughs) He's, I mean, yeah. you can take it even further. Like he's, he's the Shane Vereen to the Patriots. Like these guys that just hang around on these teams because they do something well, Jeff Wilson's that guy. And why would you bother running Elijah Mitchell through the tackles close range when he's a speed guy and you want to keep him on the outside, keep him healthy, let Jeff Wilson get beat up in the, in the middle of the field. So I think he hangs out in San Fran. If he doesn't, he could probably do that same role for a lot of teams. Um, yeah, he's no lead back anywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So probably boils down to dollars and cents for him, but San Fran loves running backs. They'll probably keep him. All right, Cordero Patterson. He should pay Atlanta to stay on the team. No way. Whoever used him worth a damn. (laughs) Whatever they want him to pay back in salary, he should pay a million bucks a year. He pays to be on the Falcons. It's weird. Like, 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 where does he go? Does he go with the Falcons? Like, does he just say, yeah, fuck it, I'll stay there. He goes somewhere else and he's on special teams again. Like, it's true. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. 
I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where he goes and has anywhere near the success he had this year. And I don't know that he has the same success if he stays in Atlanta. So. And I think he knows that too. I, yeah. I think he stays there. Uh, Rashad Penny. I think he stays in Seattle. I think yeah. Seattle's going to keep Rashad Penny, but they also signed Chris Carson. For Chris Carson might be done with football forever though. Like that neck injury uh, is supposed to be severe. Injury. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I think if Seattle's smart, they draft a running back early, but Seattle's not smart, so they probably won't. They only have DJ Dallas and Travis Homer there besides Rashad Penny, and I know they hate Rashad Penny, and as they have for years and years, but the last few weeks of the season, he looked good. No, like you yeah, cannot. Which like, I think I, I we're think, the we're the biggest Rashad Penny haters, but you can't take that away from him. No, I I, I think he showed it enough to them to the entire NFL that he is. Yeah. When healthy is a fantastic back. Yeah, if uh, he he Which certainly sucks, played I himself, hate him. certainly played himself into a new contract, whether it's from Seattle or somewhere else. I think it'll be Seattle because of how weak they are at the position, unless they go out and sign one of these other guys. If Seattle signs Melvin Gordon, Rashad Penny is ex- uh, expendable. But I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't see Seattle doing that though. No, neither do I. <laughs> and then the last one, Chase Edmonds, and I'm pretty sure James Connor's up too. Chase Edmonds and James Conner, for that matter, if, if he is up, should stay both in Arizona. Because what they did this year was shocking, but nothing less than extremely exciting. I'm trying to look up James Conner's contract right now. Yeah, so this is he's still in still on contract. He signed a um, one-year, $1.75 million contract with the yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent in 2022. All right. So according to, to Spo Track. Damn right, it. So, uh, so all of Arizona's on. backfield is up. Thank God I have Eno Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. But push up to shove. I would say Connor, right? Yeah. 100%. After he showed you what he could do with his hands um, this year, like as, as a pass catcher. You have to keep him over Edmonds. I mean, Edmonds was hurt again. Uh, I mean, nothing like severe, but he was dinged up. And yeah, Connor somehow was the one who dodged the injury bug for the majority of the season. So, um, yeah, uh, if it's Connor or Edmonds, it's got to be Connor. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I'm a huge Edmonds guy, friend of the program. Shout out Edmonds, but it's just. Apples to apples, man. It's got to be James Conner. He was more effective, and really, from a fantasy perspective, which are most of our listeners, Conner is the guy to own. Yeah, Sam. Now it'd be interesting to see where they might go elsewhere. I mean, Chase Edmonds is a guy that every single team in the NFL could use. I don't care who you are, or what you have, like you can use him as a change of pace, a third down back, anything. I, I mean. If Chicago didn't have all that money in Tariq Cohen, guaranteed, oh. be a perfect spot. Yep. This has a contract. All right, let's go to wide receivers. Yes, let's do it. Um, start with the biggest name, Devontae Adams. Yeah, he's probably getting franchise tagged if the Packers can finagle the cap. But if they can't. Uh, rumor is he wants 30 mil a year. So there are very precious few teams that can and will pay that out. Um, 
the number one I saw was the Jaguars, which is a good fit if T-Law needs a target, but it's not a good fit for Devontae if he wants to win games. Yeah, at this point in his career, too, it's like, why go to the Jags where it's like, you're not going to win. Right. You have a few years left in elite level. Don't waste it there. Yeah, I, I see it both ways, though. Like, yes, the winning perspective, you're dead on. But also, if someone's going to give me 30 mil a year and a big chunk of it's True. guaranteed. Or it could say... I'm setting up my great-great-grandkids. Right. And he could do, like, hey, look what I can do without Don't Yeah, like, yeah you could have... Yo, without Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's certainly a narrative. Good I am. Yep, that's true. Because he was he's a Pippin to Jordan. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. I'm trying to think of like right. he could be a fit for well, nope, the Saints have no money. I was gonna say if Michael I mean, we all, Saints. We always say Raiders go back to his college quarterback and Derek Carr. Yeah, that's it's a always has always been a thing. So yep. don't be surprised at that. Allen Robinson. He has no market value to me. Like he he's on name. He should be he should be the veteran that takes a one year prove it contract somewhere where he thinks he can dominate. I don't see him going back to the Bears unless um, the new head coach and GM can can persuade him to stay with Justin Fields, but he didn't look happy on the field this year. So he quit. He, yeah, he legit looked like he. You watched him play. It's like yeah, he legit yeah. just quit because he just don't. He never wanted to be there the last two years. Yeah, he was out, out there for him. obligation. I I expect I him find. somewhere else. Yeah, um, where that place is, I don't know. I mean, I could see him going to like in Indy if like T.Y. Hilton hangs it up, go to Indy, play on a cheap contract, and try to prove it with with Wentz or whoever else plays quarterback there. I don't know. I mean, I could see him go to New England. New England is another one that he's and been do for a while. Pass him. He's been there for a while. It could be cheaper. I think he respects a coach over a quarterback because he's never had a quarterback in his entire life. So he goes to a coach that respects talent. Yep. Um, or, I, he, I or he carries no on the tradition of being paired with the shittiest quarterbacks ever. He goes to Detroit. They pay him a fucking arm and a leg, and Jared Goff misses him by 45 feet every throw. He just continues hating his yeah, life. I mean, I just think – Yeah. it's I, I just feel Patriots so bad. Yeah. I mean, this next guy I would love to Patriots, but I think – Bucks are doing everything in their power to keep him Chris Godwin. Yeah, I don't know that the uh, the Godwin, whatever Godwin's going to command in salary, what, 14, 15 mil a year? Like, I don't think the Pats are going to be able to touch it. Um, I, I mean, there's always the, the thought that a player takes a discount to play for a winner. But the Patriots aren't that perennial winner anymore that we can make that pitch. Tom Brady's not here. I hate to keep bringing it up, but mm. Tom Brady's not here anymore. So... Uh, I don't know. I do think Chris Godwin ends up staying in Tampa, especially um, with the freed up money from Brady, but with no Tom Brady in Tampa, he may be looking for a change of scenery too. Uh, it depends on what happens with their quarterback situation. So if they, if they come out and they say, Hey, Kyle Trask is our guy. Chris Godwin might say like, Hey, good luck, Rook. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, exactly. All right. Nice guy. Mike Williams. Mike freaking Williams. I think he saves the Chargers. He uh, should. They, did, they declined his uh, option, but he kind of proved it 
this year. Um, yeah, they declined his option before they knew that he was going to have a freaking great year. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of teams are going to be able to use Mike Williams the way the Chargers do because a lot of teams don't have Justin Herbert. So, or, or right. Keenan Allen for that matter. Like, Williams is a fantastic number two wide receiver, but you see sometimes when the play is drawn up for him, he still doesn't make it. Like, he needs to be the second option or he not that the second option, but he needs to have the top guy looking at Keenan Allen or even Austin Eckler for that matter. And then he will feast. I, and, and I think the Chargers system is set up exactly for him to do that. A lot of other offenses in the world aren't set up to see your number two wide receiver be the guy. Yeah. And I didn't think it because like their young QB loves him. Yep. Keep him happy. Make him happy. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, OBJ is uh, up. If, I don't, yeah, I I don't know if you. the Rams keep him because no. they extended Robert Woods <laughs> and Cup, and they have massive hits if they would cut, <laughs> cut Woods. Let's put it this way. If they can't o, cut uh, Odell agrees to take his salary in Bitcoin again, uh, exactly. they'll, they'll pay him 30 grand. <laughs> like, so fucking dumb. But, but um, he, he's, a, think, he's a wild card. I mean, I couldn't pick a place out of a hat for him to go to, but he's another guy that's always Again, the Patriots. Patriots. Yep. And if he wants to take a, you know, cheaper contract to come play with Mackie Jones, Odell, you're more than welcome, buddy. Beers exactly. are on me. <laughs> I'll bring the beers. I heard you only made 36 grand last year. So beers are on me, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, Packers, Alan Lazard. It was a great program. Is he an RFA or is he? And he's he's an RFA, yeah. yeah. And MVS. And all talks is Rogers wants if he if he's gonna stay, he wants Adams and MVS. This is top two people. I'm like, oh, which is such dang. a slap in the face to the lizard. To Lazard, who when he's crushed played it. so fucking well to get in there. Yep. Uh, but. I can't, can't say who where they're gonna go. Who, who the fuck knows? There are huge names. Jacoby Myers is a bigger name. Um, Page, I know he wants to re resign there. Yep. For fantasy purposes, Patriots receivers don't really do much for anyone. No. But Myers' story is great. I think he's. I think he stays there. Michael Gallup. That's he... a could be a number one wide receiver on half anywhere. of the league. Yeah, yes. anywhere really. I yes. mean, he is victim to f- playing behind Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and also kind of Dak Prescott's underperformance, even though Dak loves throwing to him. But mm. if he gets on freaking any team, Honestly, the Raiders, like, the Packers, like, I mean... If he's the Packers two behind... Adams with Rogers. Yeah, unit. Great fucking fit. Yeah. Um Juju. I do not think that he's a Pittsburgh Steeler again, but I think he could be a wide receiver one on a lot of teams. But he's the wide receiver one he... out of the slot. He's like a Wes Welker, Julian Edelman style wide receiver yeah. one. I just don't think he's the one on any team. And I, I mean, again, the last couple of years, we keep saying it like Patriots. You put him on the Patriots, you run that 
Edelman role. He's right. a one on volume. Right. I mean, Jets one on volume. He and he would be a guy that goes to the Jets and plays. He for... should have signed with the Chiefs. He should have signed. Yeah, a hundred percent. He should have. That was a super move for him. Not he to. fucked up so bad. He still wants to go to the Ravens, though I believe. But like, good luck. And so does AB. A- yeah. And um, even if you go there, I mean, you're you're loaded in that room. Jude, it would be Juju, Rashad Bateman, and Marquise Brown plus Mark Andrews. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jefferson Crowder wants to spend too much time on him. Yeah, he's not going to be a always a guy that's always hurt. Yeah, Will Fuller. (laughs) Who knows? Very very odd. Yeah, he was hurt all year for some fucking reason. Broken hand, a fingery, a finger. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin wanted to play on a torn ACL, and friggin' Will Fuller missed fourteen games with a broken fingy. Yeah. Who, who who I think he goes, he waits to see where Deshaun Watson goes. Yeah, if Deshaun that, Watson plays, that's football, my thought. Will uh, will we'll, we'll be right mm-hmm. back. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I don't know. I mean, he's old. I think uh, he's, he's expendable now that plus. Gabby Davis is the the yeah. hero of Buffalo. I think I think he stays on Buffalo if he plays again. Just be like, hey, you know, his best shot to get a ring. Yep. If I, yeah, if I was him, I'd probably stay there. But if you're looking for a ring, if you're looking to play actual football, you got to go somewhere else because he's not the guy anymore. I mean, Cole exactly. Beasley, Cole Beasley is also up though. So if, if Beasley leaves, then Sanders has a little bit more uh, run time on the field. But yeah, but Isaiah McKenzie was also a friggin' right uh, thorn in his side towards the end of the season. So he's 25 too. or 26 maybe. So there's a there's a lot of different variables to look at for Emmanuel Sanders and I don't think the Bills I, are his best fit. For I think he stays with the Bills because he doesn't give a fucking shit about yeah, stats anymore. Yep. Uh, and yeah, then he's, he's in enough seasons of stats. DJ Char. I don't know if uh, well, can he, he can stay in, I, in Jacksonville, right? Because this year is kind of a wash. I mean, yeah, he can, but like he was, was he undrafted or was he like a six round pick? Yeah, he was like a nothing here. Um, I mean, I, I, him going in this, this season, I thought he was a very overrated player. I can't say I was right or wrong because he got hurt in week yeah. three. Um, I think at this point, Jacksonville is not a destination for a lot of receivers. I think it's smart of them to keep him. He's a he 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 he's tall. He's I mean I, I don't know. Hey, if, <laughs> I mean, if Byron Leftwich does end up being the coach there, I think it's smart for DJ Shark to want to stick around because they should be throwing the ball quite a bit, and they're still not good enough where they should be up in games and they're just running the clock out and stuff like that. So it should be a lucrative destination for him to continue to play football, contribute have fun on the field, whatever. And he didn't do anything this year in his contract year to go get big money somewhere else. So I don't think anybody's going to pay him enough to lure him away off of one big season three years Same. ago. So he could be he could be a big one year contract. Yeah. Prove it thing. Yeah. Yeah. He could be the Will Fuller this year, one one year, 10 million, something like that. But but he might play. Yeah. But yeah, both uh. not being a little bitch on the sideline. <laughs> All right, let's get into tight ends. Um, the biggest name here is Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz He's should up. stay in Arizona. I mean, if he can. 
I think that's their intention. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I you trade for a guy like him mid-season um, to not try to keep him around. I don't think you... I mean, AJ Green's probably up slash almost retiring. You can't lose AJ Green. You can't lose Ertz all in one fell swoop plus the RBs there. Like, you got to keep... You got to keep someone. Yeah. I think, yeah. And, and I think you can't blow it up where your team's so fucking close to making it. Yeah. And Arizona hadn't had a tight end in, in years. And, and Ertz came in and actually played effectively. So I, he, he played great. And he and he can block. So I, I, I like him on, on the team. Hopefully he sticks around there. Same. Uh, Gronk. He could be done if Brady's done. I think he's done. But he came out and said he might play again with. A different quarterback, pretty much saying like if Brady retires, he might play again. I would just wait. I'm not gonna yeah. get excited about that. Yeah, he he's like a guy that we can't even predict because if he wants to retire, he'll retire, and if he wants to go to a different team, he'll just pick it, and somebody will pay him whatever he wants. So mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh huh. CJ Huzoma. Oh, I love the guy Uzo baby, but I think he should try to stay in uh, in Cincy, but. I don't know that they have the cap availability based on all their other guys that they have. And I know they want to bring back a lot they of the do defensive for a guys. Year. So. Okay. <laughs> that's tough. But I mean, that that's a good fit for him. He's, he's looked really good in that system. All the other incredibly talented pass catchers take a lot of the heat off him, which allow him to look good. And on top of that, he really seems to gel with the guys on the team, like him and Mixon and Boyd and Higgins and Chase all on mm-hmm. the sideline look like they're having a blast. So I think he'd take a little bit less money to stay there. That being said, a team like Jacksonville who needs a tight end might go out and give him a big old fast oh, stack yeah. of cash. So that becomes a little bit harder for him to turn down. Um, I don't know that he gets it. I don't know that I would want to even see him go there. I don't think he succeeds if he's the focal point of any offense. Damn. I think he's good in the role that he, he has is. as the third, yeah. fourth, fifth option. Uh, Jared Cook, I put it up here because he is always going to be on being on a team yeah he's a one-year contract superstar um he'll get another he should probably get another year from the chargers he hasn't done anything bad enough to get kicked off the team but um, i'm trying to think of any other good fits for him not I mean, really you can say jack jacksonville like chris but like, yeah for everybody at, at at that point it's just well uh gold What's his name? Evan Ingram should be up in the for the Giants, right? So there should be a hole there. I don't think they want to have Kyle Rudolph as their guy any longer. So if he were yeah, able so, to shift over the Giants, that'd be a good fit. Right. So we'll go to that. Evan Ingram's up too. Um, talk about a wasted fucking talent. He's a guy that if I'm the Giants, I'm bringing back. If you're going to bring in a new OC or a new head coach who formerly was an OC and you saw what he did with Dawson Knox and Buffalo. If you can get a portion of that uh, production out of Evan Ingram, who plays a very similar style of football as, as a speedster tight end and not really a blocker, I think that you have some upside for him. If he wants to actually get paid and make money, I don't think he's going to get that anywhere in the NFL. Uh, maybe the Titans who are short a tight end, they might want to reach out and, and take a flyer, but the Titans game is running and Evan Ingram is not a blocker. So I don't know that he's a good At fit all. for them either. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I, I'm trying to think I, anybody else, but like, I have no idea where he'll go. Like, it, it just weird how the Giants have not used him the way he is. Yeah. The Texans, I guess, could use the tight end, but they can use everything. I just, 
Yeah, I don't think Evan Ingram is the solution to their problem either. No. Um, Robert Tarnian. <laughs> Mango, you owe me a hundred bucks, guy. Um, I mean, if you listen to us before you get hurt, trade him after week two. Um, hope hope you did because if he's not with Aaron Rodgers, he is completely nothing. I think. Yeah, I not, mean, nothing. But he's it. he's he's a Jeff Swain kind yeah. of player. Like even with Aaron Rodgers, he was one big play here and there. Like if you take touchdowns. away the one game two years ago where he had three touchdowns. His career is a massive disappointment where he's done nothing minus occasionally catch one touchdown in a game for a long gain. And people think he's the next coming. Like, I don't think he's bad. And I think the, the whole argument in our, in our group chat got way out of hand. I don't think he's a terrible tight end. He's a fine blocker. He's just not really anything to write home about. He's not a guy that should go out and even get five mil a year at the tight end position. He's not a guy that even should get signed to a contract. Like if you can pick him up for, for nothing off the scrap heap, scrap heap as a filler by all means. But if you were going to be a team that wanted to just, you know, stick him on the end of your line as an extra blocker, you know, he's a big guy. Good luck. Yeah. Good for him. Um, Two big ones. I'll, I'll do one for Hayden Hurst. I think is is quietly huge. I love Hayden. A Hurst. Former first round pick, yep. picked by the Ravens the same year they picked Mark Andrews in the third round. Mark Andrews was the guy they traded Hurts to the Falcons. The Falcons draft Pitts. Hurst is a good fucking tight end. Yeah. I think we're we're. I mean. Um, my article players to pick up now, dynasty version. Hearst was a big name because he's a free agent. They're not going to keep him. I doubt it. They have pits. Why? Why did you keep Hearst? He can go to any team and Argo be a top ten tight end, which isn't much, but is it, it? He's a top ten. Like he goes to say it again, Jacksonville Texans. Um. Indy could even use him. Indy. Gronk retires. In, Fox, honestly, like, Indy like, would be a great fit for him. I mean, he can run all the routes. He's fast. He's athletic. He can block. He's a big target. Like I'm going to say charges, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got that California look. And but, the biggest yeah. name. Friend of the program. Seth, friend of the program. I think he stays. I, I, I hope he stays with Miami. I know they have not used him with a skill set. Uh, he has great games. Then some games he just disappears because Tua is Tua. Yep. But I hope they keep him because if they want to have Tua be successful, they need, they need him with Jalen Waddle. They need Gusecki. And I do think he stays with Miami. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, what we've seen out of, out of him in Miami with Tua you kind of know what you're getting and what you're getting is a pretty damn good tight end when he actually gets the ball thrown to him. So I don't think right. there's a lot of reason for him to even want to leave. So as long as they're willing to come up with some money, which they do have to, to toss around, he should be fine. And also yeah, I tied to Mike McDaniel at, as their head coach, uh, potential head coach, head coach candidate. And Mike McDaniel is the offensive coordinator for San Fran. So you've seen what he's done with Kittle. If he can do anything like that with Gasicki, 
you're in some you're in some good territory. Ooh, I like it a lot. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah, so it's a few names out there for uh, for free agents. I'm sure there'll be a lot more at some point with uh, cutting of the guards. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get to there. I guess that's it, right? Yeah, I think uh, that pretty much does it for our right. free agent and, and NFL conference playoff wrap-up. All right, go Niners. Go Niners. And go Bengals, even though I don't think the Bengals will win. But Niners and Bengals would be so fun to watch. And I should have my mix-in jersey coming in any day now. I'll be rocking that. Really? Yeah, that's what that's the punishment for my other league, the one I won. So the oh, loser has to buy the winner of right. the jersey. So I got so nice I have to get Bengals a jersey. I have to get a um, Burrow one. Yeah, you should definitely and get Tom, to say Shiesty on the back, though. Thomas get a Chase one. Yeah. And what's Craig, Craig, oh, has, Craig already has the Higgins one. Has Higgins one, yeah. Damn, we're gonna, Boyd's going to be the odd man out. <laughs> He's doing so good. Should I, you know what? I should just, you know, I'm going to pivot and get Uzo. Yeah, Uzo. Get Uzo one. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. Well, um, that's pod 189. Snowstorm pod. Snowstorm. Blizzard. Getting yep. slizzard. In Second blizzard. try. Yeah, take two. All right. Uh, enjoy the playoff matchup this weekend and uh, stay fluid. Stay loose. Loose. Feel great. Bitch, I feel great.